great in a hat. Well, thanks. I always like the picture that you have on your Instagram profile where you're like wearing, you weren't really wearing a hat in the picture, but you could like, you know, you I were like covering the sun. The I was laying yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. That was at Ravinia. Yeah. Watching or listening or both to Lord of the Rings by oh, the awesome. Chicago Symphony Orchestra, like a proper nerd. They were playing mm -hmm. to Fellowship. No, they're playing to Two Towers. No, they're playing to, I don't remember which <laughs> one it was, but it was amazing. And it was so sunny and mm -hmm. great. And we had charcuterie and we snuck in beverages and it was great. I miss those days. <sighs> I do miss Ravinia. Mm -hmm. Before oh, yeah. it became like an economy pit. I'm sorry. Economy pit? Economy pit? That wasn't the right word, phrase, or to use. They, when I first started going to Ravinia, it was all about the CSO and classical music. You could get in free as a student, $10 lawn tickets. And then when they had the lawn new director takeover, um, they jacked up prices. It's only big name bands. Like the CSO rarely ever plays there anymore. Mm. Oh. So it's more about like getting as many people in for a show. That's very true. They versus the out now. aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, they used to have like Janis Joplin there. They did, but they used to do, like three or four big names. Yeah, they oh, would not always three have or big four names, a week. Yeah, it it's and then the CSO would be there, or they yeah. have you know concert like, not concertos, but like violinists, like quartets and stuff. My dad likes to say he contributed to the big black fence going up because he and his friends would hop the fence to watch all the <laughs> oh my god to the rock band acts because he grew up in the North Shore. Right, like he would literally just walk from his friend's house with all his friends and sneak in and go. I to I would a rock have tried show. that a couple times myself. And then yeah. when the, the big fence went up, they figured a way to cut it. And, get, and I thought, or something like that, or they got chased out or oh something gosh. crazy. Something hooligan-esque in the uh, 70s. Hooligan-esque. Shout out that. to Ravinia, non-spawn. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the lawn seats are pretty cheap still. I don't remember what they are. If you go for a are. CSO concert. Yeah. But if you go for any other concert, which no. is what they have most of the time, it's going to be $45, $50 a person. Still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you get your food and stuff. It's going to be really expensive this year now or the next oh, year after because sure. they have to recoup. Yeah. Yep. But luckily, they're in North Shore. I'm sure a lot of people will donate, donate. or I'm sure people are buy tickets too. up. Right. So we'll just have to wait our turn, us poor people. Yeah. See you in five years. Yeah. Virginia. I went to a concert there in 2019, and I remember paying at least $40 for the ticket. Plus the food, like you said, plus the food you have to bring in. And I, I miss the days of being able to get in free as a student. Yeah. I kept my Carthage ID several years after I actually graduated um, just for that purpose. Sorry, I never Ravinia. went as a student. Yeah. We would. Mm -hmm. We would when we were dating. We oh, that's such a great date. They would do CSO so you can get in for free as oh, a student. that's yeah. nice. And then instead of like bringing like the whole big shindig people do, we would like pick up like Subway sandwiches and yeah. we take the train because it'll drop you oh, off Oh yeah, right it's there. perfect to take Back the train. Back when the train was $5 and not, what is it, eight now? Yeah. Um, To get to Ogilvie, I, I believe it's um 8.25 yeah. from Waukegan to Ogilvie one way. So it just was... I sound like an old person. It was just so much cheaper then. But it was Back like a fun, classy date. Yeah. Who doesn't want to sit and eat cheese and drink wine while listening to Madame Butterfly or something? That's <laughs> so nice. I saw that. I think I was with you when I we was saw that. I saw it. Yeah. So maybe we went together. Yeah. That oh. was Elisa's free lotion. Sorry. It is fully winter in the Midwest, you guys. If you don't live here, we don't know where you are. But it's six degrees today. It's dry as hell. This is Elise's second layer since I, I'm arriving. Just, I've become a crocodile. I'm just ignoring my current state of <laughs> distress, of ashiness. Yeah. 
So you think I'm white in general. The dead skin on top is another layer of snow. Yeah. It just starts to itch and chafe and then bad things happen. Welcome to the Charlatans <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> I'm your chafe host. Like, Dear God. <laughs> so my name is Madeline. And my name is Elise. And I'm Alyssa. And we're going to talk about creativity today. And we have a couple ideas about that. The fact that creativity isn't just supposed to be associated with artists, right? Mm-hmm. It can be. That is definitely one facet. It absolutely should be. Mm-hmm. But we were talking before we started recording about how creativity, I think, has certain connotations that leads people to believe that they're not creative. And then, so we're going to talk about that and also the various ways in life where you have to be creative that doesn't involve artistry. And then, of course, because, you know, two of us are artists, we will talk about how that does influence us. Yeah. But also, because we are, it's not even a personality test, but that's what I'm going to call it. We're personality, personality test fiends. We, of course, had to take this the is a fun one. My Creative Type test from Adobe. Go take it. We'll link it below. But um, we are... We are all very different, I'm guessing, but we don't know what each other's type is. Live so we'll get to reveal that later. on the show. Yes, yes so we're going to have a live reveal because we always get so frustrated that we have these amazing conversations off the mic. And then when we start recording, we we're like, yell, we that's say? content. Shh, yeah. That's content. So we're like, let's not talk about any of that and just jump right in. So creativity. Um I don't know. I always feel like we start our podcast with like, when was the first time you realized you were creative? <laughs> like a childhood reckoning or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not just, and that's the other idea of when you realize that you can classify someone or something as creative and that you are or are, that you are not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, every kid in class was finger painting when you did finger painting together mm-hmm. or gluing buttons on things. Yeah. Or macaroni or whatever. Every kid in the class was doing it. No, I agree. I think we all start off being creative and we all understand it's really good to teach creativity to little kids. That's why we finger paint and that's why we glue macaroni. And then some drop off or something. Well, I honestly think it's because we start to put this is good creativity and this is bad creativity. And so you have your people who are more naturally and then we start to associate with artistry, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you're creative because you produce this kind of art. And for those of us who don't produce art that is deemed as good start to lose the image that I can be creative. And meanwhile, the student who's like excelling in math is not seen as creative where they're literally like able to envision yes. equations in their mind. Like that is straight up creativity. Are we kidding? Yeah. We ruin the definition of creativity 100%. because creativity should never be put into a box except mm-hmm. in our culture, we have boxed it. You are yeah. creative if you do this. Mm-hmm. If you have paint in your hands or you use Adobe Photoshop, mm-hmm. then it's about production. You're creative. Yeah. It yeah. becomes about Again, what did you, you produce yeah. as a person are only a, have value as a producer. And if you're a creative producer, you have this value in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not your value as a person isn't what you produce. It's you as a person making connections it's with the other engagement people. In the process. Engagement and how and you can engage with people creatively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if we were really to sit and like write down every time we did something that required spontaneity during our day, we would be shocked. Cause I think of the things that I have to do with my three-year-old, you have to be very creative as a parent. Yeah. I have zero energy, but she needs my time. Like, what am I going to do? You know? And, and you could apply that to any 
lifestyle or work situation or whatever. In fact, I encourage you to do that. I want to know what's on your list. (laughs) (laughs) She needs ideas. (laughs) I'm going to do it tomorrow myself. I like making lists. I am a list fanatic, so sorry. Fun fact about Elise. Yeah. She compartmentalizes, and that's how you, honestly, you use your creativity and put them in the list form because that's how you function well. Yeah, and I'll get to that, I guess, later when we talk about her types, but I'm so in my own, like, imagination and head that I have to, like, find really grounding routines to keep me, like, doing things in my day that need to get done. Like, so I have to write down to-do lists and um, what did I eat today? I don't know. I just like kind of grounding myself back in my experience of what actually happened during the day, but we'll get to that. So I grew up, like, naturally being interested in the visual arts I guess Mm -hmm. so I guess my creativity is always likened more to what is prescribed to creativity so I always been described as oh what a creative kid you know so I also had that sort of prejudice where I had you know like to be keep up my creativity if I wasn't producing anything visually then I wasn't creative anymore Mm -hmm. and then I lost that part of my identity weren't you the creative type Like, if I wasn't that person anymore, what was I? Mm -hmm. So then I had the sort of opposite pressure. If I didn't continue to be that type of person, then that was a loss. Mm -hmm. And then what do I do now? You know, rather than that's something that I just never was, it's just, who am I? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was, it's very odd. But I was always very adaptive, but that's, I'm an adaptive person. I've always been able to form and be a chameleon to any sort of situation socially like I've I've been a very creative person and very empathetic so I can understand where people are coming from with without having to know their backstory and just be more open-minded about it that's mm-hmm. a different type of creativity I definitely think. Mm-hmm. So, emotional creativity is very right important so when I wasn't able to visually produce anything that was a big conflict in my mind of I'm not a creative person and it goes back to what you were saying earlier about creativity being tied to this concept of production and that constant production Mm -hmm. I think we we under we underplay how much creativity needs to be nurtured so what are you putting in that is like nurturing yourself as a human being nurturing like these these dreams ideas ability to tap into that creative mentality like you were talking about your childhood experiences when I was a kid I I read so much. And for me, that was engaging in... That's expanding your mind. For sure. Your your imagination is like, oh, you're a creative kid because you're a creative thinker. But it's like when you're an adult, it doesn't matter if you're a creative thinker. You're not Mm -hmm. creative anymore. Yeah, we we lose that sense of wanting to, I guess, fill ourselves back up. But with the reading, I... I kind of almost felt pressure to then create my own books because I loved them so much. So I would like, I would like cut paper in half and then like write this like random story about God knows what and draw my own pictures, a whole three hole punch it and then put it like in some ribbon and like give it to my parents. That's "That's amazing. Um, And my, my creativity has always been very broad, you know, like as I grew up, I started getting interested in like fashion. I, I really understood that I liked content creation but I would never have called it that that oh, was no. not a That's phrase a modern term now. exactly that was not a phrase we were using in the late 90s early 2000s but I would look at like magazine spread layouts and be so fascinatedly obsessed with the physical 
nature of what was on the page, how the colors played with each other, the text, cool, you know, fonts and typography. And like, I didn't know what any of that was. You should be a graphic designer. Has anybody <laughs> ever told you that? But like Teen Vogue in the early 2000s was, well, it still is banging. That magazine is great. But then I like started reading Nylon, which is no longer a print magazine, but they do have an awesome like website. Um, I don't know. It's just, I've always like, oh, cooking, baking, reading. I really like music, but I have no desire to make music. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Creativity is like, again, we like want to define it as this one thing, especially now that we have Instagram. You see people posting these like, this is their art. This is their photography. This is their, you know, brand or whatever. And you're like, man, I don't have that one thing. I'm a this. Yes. We are so like ready and willing. Yeah. We're so ready and willing to define ourselves. And like, there is a place for that, but it, it was really something I had to have had to, and am still moving past as a human being of like, this is the box that I'm in. But no, like you said, creativity, I think you may have said it off the mic. Creativity is not meant to be put in a box. So yeah, I guess for me, um, as a kid, I was very creative. My mom was always doing art projects with us. I know she still has stuff saved from Aww. like school. Um, and I remember always loving it in school. But for me, because I'm such a perfectionist and I want to achieve high standards, that moment it came in where like, no, you didn't get that A in art class. No, this isn't going up on the wall anymore. Because those are the things, ooh, sorry, Mike, that define goodness, mm. at least to me as a child. It's like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't fit this mold. I'm not going to do this mold. And I also think we do that, you know, I would not normally define myself as being creative, but I love a good DIY project. But because that seems like such a, I pulled it off Pinterest and I made and copied something, that doesn't seem creative to me anymore. And we're talking about putting things out as production. Sometimes I think creativity is just for ourselves. So when I do creative things, it's my stress reliever. I really like to cross stitch. I like to do DIY projects. The cooking, I even think about cooking being creative, but you're totally right. You're like, oh yeah, putting things together. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm like cooking is just baking, decorative. So that's creative. So it's just like, I feel like I'm looking at society's levels of what is creativity and I don't match you because I'm your type one Enneagram so this isn't my realm Mm -hmm. Um, but as we were preparing for this episode I was also thinking creativity comes within the mind I have a very busy life even in pandemic you have to be creative with your time Mm -hmm. to get things done yeah Um, yeah you are a mastermind just well, <laughs> creative with how am I going to get a date with my husband in the middle of a pandemic? Creative mm-hmm. with, yeah, how am I keeping these kids occupied month 11 of a mm-hmm. pandemic? You know, I, there are things, um, gardening. I've never thought of gardening as being creative because it's not a production for others. It's more just like my own production anxiety inducing for myself. Mm-hmm. But then you have to say, why does anybody produce anything creatively? What's the initial thing? It's like, well, people have then later assigned value to it. And then you later unassigned value to creativity because it wasn't producing monetary value. Like mm-hmm. it, that's so heartbreaking for me to hear that your garden wasn't creative because it wasn't for the world to then give you a payback. But I think that's how so many people view creativity. 
I think that's society's view. Oh, I think yeah. if you hate talk it so much. to a creative person, yeah. they would tell you it's for their own mental health. It's a piece of their soul. It's whatever is for them, and it reduces their anxiety and their stress. But now stress. you're saying a creative person. That's I think interesting someone to me, who identifies as that. Oh, okay. Is mm-hmm. be- better able to express those words. Because okay. when you don't think of yourself as that, you don't realize what's going on inside of you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Does that? I don't know. No, that, no, that, that makes, makes sense. Um, sense. Creativity just means more of an outlet to me at that point then. Mm. It's an expressionist outlet. It's yeah. an adaptive outlet. It's in um, a way to really fixate on something and think about it a different way. I would add to that, though, as adults, I think creativity is something we're willing to let go. But because you have such artistry and you have such a soul for it, that's something you've had to sit and think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And like think about how like that helps you. Whereas like, I'm like, oh, I'm not a creative person. So I'm not sitting there and thinking about my life through that lens. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, as we're sitting here talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I do do that. Oh yeah, I do do that. But because my life is not through that lens in other areas, it just feels like, no, I have to take care of this because it's my kids. I have to take care of this because it's dinner or laundry or, or work. I'm not thinking of, well, damn, Alyssa, you are creative to get that all done. But I have mm-hmm. to say that I did experience that. Like, oh, yes, for I, sure you I, did. I literally was sitting, like, nearly bedridden, just going, I'm not a creative person anymore. I've, like, I'm not anyone anymore. My Nothing works. What am I even doing? Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work, and I'm being this person, and I'm making money to then afford my medical bills, and sure, I'll read this or read that. And I just had no, like you were saying, soul. Like, I couldn't cook. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really think to read because I was in pain I couldn't produce anything either for monetary value or for fun but so I I I feel like I unexpectedly got a taste of I'm not creative while being creative and not knowing it as well as living out my creative potential it's just interesting to me that the definition society's definition of creativity has ruined it for all Mm -hmm. all parts of the spectrum we're all thinking that there's a deficit within us right. in that. Or there's a level to be achieved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you're not there, you can't define yourself as a creative. Mm-hmm. I, like when I was working full time at my previous position, I was there for six years. And you're right. Like when the day-to-day grind is happening, you're not you're not living in this like creative mentality of like, but you we know, were constantly problem but solving. Exactly. Constantly. My job was highly creative. Highly creative. And, you know, combining like a creative nature of this job with like analytical facts, but right? Were, were we visual arts creatives at that job? Right. No, no we weren't. Not at all. <laughs> so, and then I find it interesting. You were saying about how like all of these other things that we don't necessarily think of creative kind of take center stage there. Like creativity finds a way to come out of you. Mm-hmm. For me in that time period where I wasn't working in a creative pr- uh, profession, it was cooking, right? It was like, this is oh, my yeah, time. Totally. Mm-hmm. In and that. I totally just like threw myself into this this outlet because and our book club got to reap the benefits <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> because it's like whether you are somebody who would define themselves as creative or not something is happening in your life that is a result of that creative instinct we all have that instinct it just looks different and like defining that is so unique and special to each one of us and like it's okay if it looks different i would argue your creativity also hides underneath other labels yes yeah um <clears throat> You were talking about reading as creativity. Mm-hmm. To me, reading is 
the, the normal you're you're learning your leisure entertainment leisure. it's a hobby it's entertainment but you read high fantasy shit Alyssa, We're, guys, if you've read Game of Thrones, you know that's creative art right mm-hmm. there. That and is, and you're engaging in absolutely. creative it is. artwork. But you have to visually picture that in your mind. Yeah, those other labels, I think, get put on top of the creativity, so creativity gets smashed underneath. So it's not the first thing you think about. You think you're oh, just reading. You're just reading. This is how I de-stress. This is my hobby. This mm-hmm. is for book club, and you don't see it as my mind is creatively thinking as you're also intaking someone else's creativity. Right. right. Madeline just gifted Elise one of her paintings. And honestly, like, it's the first time I've ever seen one of her pieces of work, like, in, in person. And me just, like, seeing that, trying to take in the aspect, the the mind behind it, the form, the art. Like, that's taking in creativity. It's still thinking about it, still mm. processing it. Oh, critique it. is creativity. Absolutely. Yes. That's why, like, literally my major is critical theory and people mm-hmm. are like why is that at an art school because it's creative it's yeah. an art form Elise you were just explaining to me this week your uh, branding project you had and like the psychology behind it the research behind it even mm-hmm. like the location yeah. of where this mm-hmm. is taking place so yeah. but we don't talk about creativity in those terms yeah you just see analysis is creative analysis yes. is extremely creative yep so that's what's cool about this Adobe test when we get to it is that all their different, they cover all of that. So when you see all the types kind of lined up and the names of them, you realize how many different pieces there are to creativity, which is just cool. It's it's a very inclusive way to look at creativity because if you're working nine to five at a corporate company, it doesn't mean you're lacking creativity. Mm -hmm. It just means you're being preoccupied with a nine to five that you don't feel yourself as or, being creative at. Or you're very successful because you are analytical and taking in data and yep. facts or, or you're a scientist working, you know, I'm thinking of like somebody at Abbott or something, but yeah, it, it, it is very cool to see all the different types. But I do want to say before we move on is that I'm so glad to hear Alyssa talking this way right now, because when we were starting this podcast, I remember her talking about how there was a little bit of a separation between Elise and I and Alyssa and topics of interest. Cause we're all very similar, but we're all very different. But Elise and I have a very specific and strong bond when it comes to the arts and fashion, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very specific thing that we've, that was probably our first thing that made us become friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, I remember you saying, but I'm not creative. And I remember getting so angry <laughs> and like, I had to stop myself from like being mad at you because I was like, you are literally one of the most creative people I've ever met in my freaking life. And I didn't know how to articulate myself in that moment. Cause I'm like, you want yeah. to make a podcast <laughs> and we have no idea what about, well, but you're just willing to do it and figuring it out with two people. You're not quite sure how to do it. And we're going to adapt to it and you're going to make a schedule and you're going to do this and you're the planner and da, da, da. And I'm like, do you not hear yourself? Don't mm-hmm. you dare. Like, and just to hear you talk about all the different things you do. I'm like, she's seeing who we see. <laughs> <laughs> yay! It was so, We've had a breakthrough yay. moment. <laughs> Hashtag charlatans breakthrough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't exist no more except for on a daily basis and then we learn to scapegoat it back and then we can say I do think there's something to be said when we push and accept creativity during different parts of our life mm-hmm. like yeah. why is it we push it for little kids mm-hmm. but we don't push it why is it so important the for them well and I know I mean being a teacher I hate doing this. I never do this in my classroom but I guarantee everyone has been in a language arts classroom where you're like you're the recorder 
you're the speaker, you're the artist in your group, and you're this. And then you immediately get divided by roles. Whatever your immediate role talent is we see in that child. I mean, even in, I mean, I just think we're trained to think this is my role. Like you were saying, this is my role, but I have to output and keep showing that I can do my role. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we get stuck in this is my role, we keep bringing that into our adult life. Yeah. And so even if you do love accounting, engineering, which is problem solving and creativity, you forget sometimes why that's even there in your yeah. job. And then it becomes the grind. We mm-hmm. have a tendency for trait, but then we also have to consider interest. And then we have also have to consider situation where we might mm-hmm. have taken yeah. on a job. Right. Mm-hmm. And then how that can contribute to that position or to being at home with kids, mm-hmm. which is fully a job, you know, like, yeah. and you're using your interests and your traits while being a stay at home mom, while being an accountant, while being whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's your traits that you see in those children. will maybe form and be different as their adults right but mm-hmm. it's important to see everybody's personalities is fluid and that there's a lot of theories out there as to that they'll become a cement they they, they become cemented at a certain time in life but that's not definite mm-hmm. you know and why are we thinking that's definite that we are creative or we are not or you are a recorder or you are an artist or you are a speaker or you like, why can't we learn new skills? Oh, it's because you're not professional at it right away and you don't have X amount of years and experience and you can't make big money right away. And we need to have the time. Oh my gosh. I'm too tired. It's something I've never done before. How exhausting. Or you don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be Mm -hmm. embarrassed for trying something new. Creativity takes a lot of self-trust, I think, sometimes. And that's why it's hard to engage with. It's It's, terrifying. It's a very doubtful process. It can be. self-exploration behind Mm it. Mm -hmm. And that's why people think visual artists are so courageous. Because it's probably the most obvious output Mm -hmm. of creativity. constant risks. Mm -hmm. But when you think about people that have to change jobs or work three jobs putting on tons of different hats that's yeah. another type of creativity right there and fluidity right ah uh, you know like there we have to start seeing things as a different version of themselves in different i, I don't know additivity yeah. is one in one with creativity yeah. for me absolutely so i think it'll be curious once we share our results to see if that connects with what we just said indeed Oh, God, that was so dissonant. <laughs> so Lord of, okay, me. I'm so sorry. I wasn't going to sing Jeopardy, but then I thought of Dante Coley. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Dante, we love you. That's so funny. He released a new follow, video today. Follow him on Instagram. We will put his handle below. I love you so much. Okay, who wants Talk to about go creative. First? Not me. I always go I first. I definitely don't want to go first. Oh, God. Okay, well, I don't agree with mine, so I'll go first. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh, dissension. Alyssa with her critique and creativity. Dude. See, look at me. All right. <clears throat> I, after I took it, I was looking at some of the others quickly too, and I oh, felt yeah, like I could apply. I'm like, I could be that person. I could be that person. I feel like this is like the one. I'm Would like, you say you're an enneagram? But six? that makes sense. That's what we just <laughs> said. Creativity has to take it's different fluid. shapes based on what part of life we're in. And this know? is actually a very okay. This test was very yeah fun, for fun. Yes. It wasn't thorough. No, it no. was a this or that. It was with lots of fun graphics. So it wasn't like a big deal personality test. Yes. We'll, yes. we'll preface that. This was a let's spark a conversation kind of test. That's so let's literally spark a it. conversation. So let's Alyssa. do it. 
Alyssa got the dreamer. No, you did not. What? I got the dreamer. <laughs> no, you didn't. I read this and it makes like there are things of it that make me think it's you, Madeline. <laughs> Is that see, I'm curious to see if Don't you got it. Don't say now. anything yet. Okay. You got so, the dreamer. I got the dreamer. Please describe and let us laugh. So the dreamer, the creative strengths are connection to emotions and imagination, empathy, and sensitivity. There's the reading for you though. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. a reader that way. And you have to tap into that to be a teacher. That's true. That's true. And teaching is a, see, teaching I was leading towards going back to like sometimes labels go over it. Mm-hmm. Teaching is pure creativity. 100%. Absolutely. But we call it teaching. We don't call it creativity. So it just like, this you know what I mean? just got interesting. Mm-hmm. You just change the role. So the things I do are just like a natural from the soul kind of thing you do. But then I can agree with you. We're talking about like when you feel like you don't have creativity. Sorry, I'll get back to the whole like results. During a pandemic makes you feel as a teacher, you cannot do your job. Right. And so your creativity feels killed. Right. Because there is only so much you can do, like, through a screen. We were talking about, like, how do we get pictures for our yearbook this year? Mm. I was like, hold up your book to the screen. Everyone, you know, the holding up the words and everyone taking a picture of their one word on each page. Right. It's been done now. Mm Mm-hmm. So it kind of like kills you to not be creative in your lessons and to have that fun interaction anymore. And how long do you have the stamina to keep doing this? Well, and you're like, I thought we'd be back by now. Maybe right. we'll be back by yeah. the end of the year. Will we be back next year? God. And just your like perseverance is something else. So, no, you know. Um, okay, untapped potential. Using dreams to fuel real world action. See, I don't like that one. That's why I was like, eh, because I'm going to go back to Enneagram. One of the things about my Enneagram that I agree is that in a type one, you do things to make action happen. You feel very deeply, but you show your emotions by getting things done. But where do you start? Right. So that's why the beginning where the the empathy, sensitivity, you start with with creating the dream. And I don't think that this test is literally referring to the dream I had last night means that I'm going to do such and such. No, I'm starting to see this a lot in you then. Continue. Ideal collaborator, the innovator. So when you go and you read about the innovator, so I jumped to that one, and that one is the one who, like, gets shit done. I'm like, I feel like I'm more on that side with my three different to-do lists each day. That's who you are, isn't it? I'm not saying shit. You just smile. I thought you are sorry with an eye. I thought you had said something else about yours. Okay. The world is a place of beauty and magic in the eyes of a dreamer. Where others see facts and figures, you see symbols, right. metaphors, and hidden loser. meanings. Yeah. When it gets into the description. This is the description Alyssa, is really funny, though. So this is when Alyssa starts to read a book. She'll, she'll go with it. But beyond that, it said quintessential idealist and romantic. My husband can tell you I am not the romantic in this. And I'm not. I'm much but more a realist than I am. Romantic. It means idealist, typically. I think in this sense. It does say you're happy to roam your mental landscape. I prefer to be in my head. That was one of the questions. Like, do you prefer to be like with yourself mm-hmm. or like with others? Some of their questions were very vague. Here's the teacher and me being like, I don't know. Cause yeah. one was like, do you prefer a closed door or an open door? And I was like, shut up. What is the, <laughs> what is the context here? I like what? people coming yeah, over. And th- there's her one coming out. I'm sorry. The context of this. What is this? Is this, am I hosting a party? Yeah. Then the doors open. Or mm. am I taking a bubble bath? Cause then I like it closed. Please you know? no children. <laughs> yeah, I know. To be overthinking. But, but I can see you being the dreamer in the sense of you have <clears throat> to have 
a distinct idea and you're open to like most people wouldn't be like, yeah, I'll get a master's degree while being pregnant with a kid. You had a dream and you're yeah. going to attack it. And that's what fueled your real world action. Yeah. See, but I don't, I don't feel like I get like the dreamer in this does thing. So, so it says like you need to pair up with the innovator so they can give you pragmatic solutions. But you are the pragmatic solutions as well. See, that's so why I was thinking you need you no could one. You be like. And you even, need no one. You can do this. Even within these types, I'm sure there's a spectrum of people, you sure. know, like, yeah. again, this is not like a set we'll in stone. We'll call you dreaming innovator. Test. Why don't. You- why don't you retake it while Madeline and I okay. share our types? Okay, so my type is also the dreamer. <gasps> no. And that made complete sense. That for makes me. sense yes. why your why your yes. face was like mm-hmm. <laughs> secrets. Um, I'm one hundred percent the dreamer. Um, the minute I got this, I was like, Oh, that's not even a surprise. <laughs> that makes total sense. See, and you? I agree. Yes. And you guys are an ideal pair. And I am 100%. (laughs) Uh Yes. And I'm like, that's why I was like, oh, I need to have them take this because I could already identify certain people in my life who I thought might have been innovators who I've naturally like. Yeah. So this this quiz is correct that someone like a dreamer, probably the adventurer. Alyssa's showing us the graphics of this test. It's great. You can skip them in the corner. You can. Right. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. But someone no who is a little, someone who functions basically off of imagination and kind of emotional instinct really, really, really needs a grounding impact. So Alyssa definitely has that grounding for me. And I can identify another person. We had her on the podcast. She's my former, uh, my former supervisor at my previous job. Her name's Dawn. She's with the Novel Universe podcast. I 100% bet you she's either like the maker or the innovator mm-hmm. because we paired very well together. Like we, we bounced off of each other's ideas. We both had similar like um, just work ethics that really paired well, but we're very opposite people. And Alyssa and I kind of feel that way too, where like she's more grounded and pragmatic where I'm like, I just want to feel and, and, and make an experience. And I don't know that that drives you as much, but you're also a get shit done type of person. Depending. True. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I think we you also have innovative, um, yeah, innovative yes. tendencies as well. Yes. And I don't feel satisfied unless I'm able to engage with my creativity, which naturally has an output. Like it's different from production output is self-driven I think production is like deadline driven or societally driven a lot of the time um what one thing that I liked is that it says where others see facts and figures you see symbols metaphors and hidden meanings you're deeply emotional intuitive with a vivid imagination Alyssa and I are just nodding (laughs) see and I read that and I was like nope and I for you though Mm -hmm. yep so anytime I start on a project I have to have a vision of where it's going. Otherwise, I literally can not do it. So now that I'm working... You have a vision of where it's going? Yes. Now that I'm working in a creative profession, if, if I don't... If I don't have a sense of what I'm trying to like either say or have it look... Or like like what's the purpose of this design, I literally cannot make it. I can't even start messing around. I will hate everything. Because that vision hasn't connected with what I'm doing yet. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's that's 100% where the dreamer comes in. And yeah. this, I was like, this is me. Lucky for you, I'm the visionary. <laughs> that makes I'm sense. I'm so glad. I was like, Madeline. That's the one I thought. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> when I looked at the types, I was like, visionary? Because that's what we call her for the podcast. You're yeah. a visionary person. Yeah. Tell us where we're going. Right. 100%. What we need to do is, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how to do it, but we'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's what I'll do. I, I, I'll have to believe in the fact that we'll be able to figure it out. Because yeah. if the idea is there, that means it's possible. And I probably should read it off the page instead of just spitballing it. But here it is. Full of big ideas, ability to see potential and possibility everywhere. Um, it says my ideal collaborator is the thinker. Um, mm-hmm. So, sure. Um, but my untapped potential, it says, is to use my visions to fuel constant daily action. So that means stop thinking about it and just start yeah. doing it, which I suppose is kind of deal for everyone mm-hmm. i don't know i felt yeah, like this but, kind of vague again but that's sure but i think and that's that's why the thinker is your ideal type because you you have the vision that when presented feels right and people know it but it's like okay now we need to think about how to get there so the thinker helps like work through the details mm-hmm. slash you sense. can also tap into that by doing this yeah and i like what it says here in the first paragraph uh you live in a world of infinite possibilities preferring to see things not as they are but as they could be Mm -hmm. you know that life is limited only by the boundaries of your own beliefs and you're driven to push the limits of well everything and i like that and says that um i'm introspective and intuitive nature is balanced by a keen interest in the world around and a desire to contribute to society and i think that's very spot on yeah that's 100 Mm percent who you are and it also says I'm charismatic and expressive. I don't know what they're talking about. Not at about. all. What are what? they talking about? That's not, that's not right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I this, is, this one I very much agree with. And yeah. I didn't, I, I, I'd been a while since I've taken this test because I took it when it first came out for probably a job or something. I forgot all about it because it was such a willy nilly for fun test. Um, so I didn't look at what any of the uh, types were. So I was very pleased with the result. Yeah. I thought this was pretty spot on. Mine definitely made sense. Very complimentary. Do you have your new result yet? Are you the innovator? Damn it. The thinker? I am the thinker. Ah! Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So the thinker, uh, creative strengths, intellectual curiosity, ability to find and create meaning, meaning, uh, untapped potential, bridging theory and practice, applying ideas in real life. Um, your ideal collaborator is the adventurer. So I went and read that one, and the adventurer sounds very much like my husband. I'm about to say that that's mm-hmm. basically it Joseph. It sounds very much. I can. <laughs> that's something we've always talked about as long as we've been together is I'm more like, tonight we're going to sit down and watch TV and eat popcorn. Tomorrow night we're going to sit down and eat popcorn and watch and he's TV. Like, and he's like, let's do something spontaneous. Let's go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let oh, me plan um, this. Yeah. Oh. And I so, love that reading the two seeing it that way I see it because there are times where it's like I have to ground him and he's got to bring me back out yeah and so I can definitely see the combative the combative what's that word we're all having trouble today compatibility between the two um so the thinker is a perpetual student yes um it's my girl Few things satisfy your inquisitive mind more than a well-formulated question or an elegant solution, and you're content to spend much of your time alone studying topics that fascinate you and engaging you with she your inner world of ideas. She chose the door-closed question. Mm-hmm. She did. I did close it, and I am reading a book right now on grading theory. So, yes, this all makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sounds much more like um, you. Sense of wonder and depth of perception. You can see the big picture and the deeper meaning of almost any situation in a way that few others can. Your biggest challenges getting out of your head and learning to balance theory with practice. Okay. Yeah. And this have one, yeah. fun. Yeah. 
take some risks. Yeah, yeah. go on an adventure. Trust the vision. Yep. yep. That's what it says. The adventure has to counterbalance your introspective and analytical nature. Yeah. You need someone who's with infectious energy and a playful spirit. So, but the adventurer also like can't focus on a damn thing, which would be my husband, where you need someone to be like, focus. Yeah. This is your task. I feel like the adventurer and the dreamer are adjacent. Um, I think the dreamer is a little bit more content to have less adventure, but have more emotional risk. Mm -hmm. And we definitely need uh, some curbing of that. You See, know? and I think yours is a lot more about the emotions and yeah. mine's a lot more about the thinking. 100%. But the thinking comes with the emotions. Mm -hmm. They're all compatible. So I was yeah. saying before this, my husband worked at a place of business and he worked in like the creative department. And I thought it was so interesting, all the different positions you have in the creative department, because they all have to work together to make something happen. And like, even with like the podcast, we need the visionary, we need the emotion person, we need the thinker, like you have to have creativity sh can be individual, but so many times it's like teamwork too, mm -hmm. and yeah. relying on others to like bring more creativity out of you. Yeah. We are not all things. Yeah. We cannot be. Elise is the boat. I'm the wind. <laughs> This is the sales. <laughs> I would say actually you're the sales. She's the paddling. steering wheel or whatever the hell that's called on a ship. The wind has the direction, man. What would I be? What would the dreamer Alyssa's be? Alyssa's studying where to put no, itself. No, you're the person with the map. See, we're already arguing. <laughs> the visionary There's has no it. person with the map. I'm talking about the basics of sailing, my friend. If there's a boat on the water. You picked... You picked direction I'm, instead of destination, I'm didn't you? I'm the mermaid that's just like on the front of the boat, like, look at me. Like, <laughs> that <laughs> is you. Kidding? No. Oh my God. Oh, that was a joke. Okay. She had an idea for a boat. She didn't know what she was going to do with it, <laughs> but she was like, oh, here's a boat. And I, I just was took like, off. oh, maybe we should do this with it. And I was like, wind. And you're like, we have to have a way to use you have the to wind. physically be on the, Here's on the boat. Alyssa's Jesus on Christ. shore thinking about Police. which boat to get. And what destination to go? And Listeners, how much gas are we going to need? Madeline tried, but, <laughs> uh, but I hope you were there with me. And it has burned. It started so well. Welcome to the demise the of the charlatans. <laughs> yeah, can we just change the vehicle? Yeah. I'm the horn just with my forehead on it. <laughs> how about we do a simple three horse, like a horse-drawn carriage or something? I thought you were about to say a three-horse something. <laughs> I was like, that's also accurate. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I Well... Yikes. I I'm really re I'm really glad that you retook the test because I think the dreamer I think you have that aspect of you but that's not like what I would necessarily Just have to find associates with Elise. But yeah. I think it's with creativity, it has so many different aspects. The yeah. Enneagram I do feel like was a little bit more. This is my lane, other mm -hmm. than our six over here, because yep. you're in everybody's lane then. Yeah, because I also feel like I'm a thinker, which is the actual right. opposite of the visionary. So, so, so I that feel. Makes when so it comes, but I would disagree vehemently because to have vision, you have to be able to see and like phys like mentally analyze all outcomes because that's what it says you do. You like look so I have at to think about pragmatically exactly, how, but right. then you also have to like curb that too, which would kind of come with that natural skepticism of like, well, yeah, that won't work. People don't believe me you when know? I when I just have an idea; they just think I have ideas. I'm like, no, I've already thought about everything. Right, mm -hmm. but you just have to fill in the blanks. So you're all creative. We believe in you. Dante said so. You don't have to have a podcast to be creative. Or if you want to do a podcast, so does everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Create a different type of one. What was that meme? It was like the podcast is our generation's version of like a blog or something like that. Like everyone's doing it. Jokes on them. We also had blogs. Right. I'm like millennials. We just want to try everything. We also had blogs. We also had 
vlog. See, we also we had are working through being on the tail end of No Child Left Behind, where we got all of our art classes taken away and homac and homac and all the other things when we which would have been creatively. You know what? That brings me of another distinct. I know we were winding now, but this is a very distinct um, memory of mine, where I really, really wanted to be an artist as a kid, but I never felt like I was talented. Mm-hmm. And I just thought creatively. And again, I didn't have the production, right? Because I had the vision, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the, you know, everybody was just naturally good at drawing or painting by the time you're a preteen, right? And I remember at in fifth grade where you're like just about to be a preteen and you're trying to really create your own thought processes for yourself. You're becoming your own human. I was in art class and they had the artist of the month. And it was so important for me to get artist of the month. And I would try so hard to be good at art. And I loved art with every fiber of my being, but I never felt like I was a good artist. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Miss Kinahan because I think she saw how hard I wanted it and she gave me it. I had Miss Kinahan too. Shout out. She was great. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. And she gave it to me and I kept that certificate forever. I don't know what I made. I don't, I think it was just arbitrary sort of award thing, but this is why they exist. Mm-hmm. But I keep thinking of like, why did I want that so bad? Because I wanted someone to call me an artist. Because yeah. the term artist no longer applied once you started to age out to everybody finger painting. People mm-hmm. started to finger paint well or not. Mm-hmm. People started to watercolor well or not. Mm-hmm. You know? And I really wanted to be doing it well because I loved it so hard. And that's all you need to do. You just need to love doing something. Yeah. Then you're an artist. That's Absolutely. all that qualifies you. You don't have to be a pro. Yep. Just be creative. Just like doing it. Just find a Pinterest hack and try it out. Try something. You're creative about it. Smell That's like beautiful. Here. Anyway, what are we smelling today? Y'all know Grandma Alyssa can't see that, right? Um, <laughs> we've yeah. already put this out in an episode. At least yeah. go get it. <laughs> no, I can I can see it. Uh, okay, are- humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that because we took a picture of it before. If you follow us on Instagram, so you will know. She can't see it. Um, it is neroli and olive leaves. So it's very fresh, but also mm-hmm. slightly masculine, which I'm all about By these days. our favorite. Yes. At Apogee Candle Co. This is our last of our Apogee candles, right? It's a, it's a, here I go with the speech now. It's a candle. (laughs) It's the end of an era. It's the end of an era. But we've really enjoyed our time with Apogee Candle Company. We have. They are fantastic. Thank you so much. And we'll probably end up buying more so we can continue to the next era, the second age, because they've been so delightful. Thank you for spending your time with us. Presenting our recordings. Presenting our recordings. (laughs) All right. Well, if you want to tell us what creative type you are or any other tidbit about creativity that you want to share, um, hit us up on Instagram at charlatanspod. Send us an email, charlatanspod at gmail.com or the good old classic Facebook. Oh, not so much good old anymore, but yeah. uh, just search Charlatan's podcast and we always let you know when we have a new episode out. But thank you for spending your time with us in this one and we will see you in the next podcast. The Charlatan's podcast is recorded and edited at Cellar Studio 39. Special thanks to Michael Lehman for creating our music and Max Young for original artwork.